MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covering the live betting angles for every game, this is VSIN Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is hour number three of VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. We're hanging out here at the VEASAN Studios at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas on what has turned into an eventful, entertaining, electric week one here on a Thursday before Labor Day weekend. College football giveth and it taketh away. I know you yes. experienced that yes. with Tennessee Ball State, but then you also experienced the positive yes. with Central Michigan and Oklahoma and, State. Uh, and apparently our new general manager, Len Mead, here at DraftKings was like, I like that bad beat for Wes. And I was like, well, did he say anything about my good win with Central Michigan, or is he just like the pain and not the uh, happiness? It's all pain and suffering, man. We're, and- we uh, – we, in our own fruition, went and elected to make these bets ourselves. So yes. We, we inherently we did, Once you the make pain. the bet, it's out of your hands. We you, wanted the pain. And and by the way, uh, speaking of pain, that's going to be the Bryant Bulldogs that are in pain because they had scored in that final mm-hmm. minute. FIU takes them in the overtime. Bryant scores first. Uh, you know, you lose the toss. You usually elect to go defense and know what you're going to do, and that's what happened. FIU, by the way, they get a touchdown in overtime. They go for two and they go ahead and get the win. Mike McIntyre gets his first win down there as the coach of the FIU Panthers down in Miami. Of course, you remember Mike McIntyre, head man at San Jose State, then was at Colorado at Boulder, and uh, was the defensive coordinator at Memphis, I believe, last year, but now uh, 1-0 down here at FIU. Also, I forgot how long these college football games go because West Virginia Pitt started at 4 o'clock, and it's now 8 o'clock, and we have about a minute's change left. 
with overtime on the table yeah, for this and, year. And that, that's going to be a pet peeve and a common complaint for me because I do believe they, you know, they stop the clock after every first down. Yeah. That's one thing if you do it in the final two minutes of like a quarter or a half Makes or sense. something like that. But don't do it like, okay, Oklahoma throws an 11-yard pass, first down, 14-53. Got to stop the clock. Yeah. You know, I know all these te- – and all these teams are – a lot of them are running tempo anyway. Probably most of them in college football running some kind of tempo, some kind of spread, you know, really quick timing offense. Uh, and that's what they're doing. So it's like, why do you need to stop the clock? That's why you get these games four and a half hours. And, look, these uh, these TV networks uh, play a lot of money for, for these games. And they don't want to see, you know, Indiana and – I'll use Aaron Oster's alma mater, Maryland, going over and screwing up Ohio State. And Aaron's and, like, what did I do to deserve Yeah, I know. That? Well, I had to throw him. We're both have-nots in terms of football, even though they look like say, they have a little more. You couldn't use my sc- – You do. <laughs> you, you do have a very good quarterback, and I actually think Maryland's going to at least be 6-6. Six and six. They're going bowling for a second straight year. I don't know about the Hoosiers. We'll find out the first step tomorrow night when we are here, when you got to experience what it's I like know. to be at Memorial Stadium with me. But it's a, it's a different experience, though, because I'm usually not sober at Memorial <laughs> Stadium, but I'll be sober as a judge, I promise you, tomorrow yes. night if uh, any of our bosses are listening. So uh, just always, You always want to yeah, clarify. Yeah, but what I, was, what I was saying, though, you know, these games, you know, they just run over and run over forever. And it's like we don't want to interrupt like Ohio State and Clemson or something when Indiana Maryland's going four and a half hours, but nevertheless, uh, JT Daniels on the run here. Oh wow! And what he a play. has an open tight end down the right side. So backyard brawl, not over. This has this been, has been this, this has been a brawl. It's been terrific, and the game has flown over the total. In case yeah. you're just joining us now, that total closed forty nine and a half. Boy, and, in and, some places, and you and, look at these teams next week, and that's what I like to do in college football. I'm very much a situational better. Mm-hmm. West Virginia next week. Now they get Kansas, but that is their Big 12 opener. And Daniels just got set. And he did, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, 107 left to go. By the way, the Mountaineers do have two timeouts. We'll see if they elect to take their first. Both these teams got big games next week. West Virginia, of course, Kansas. They'll be a big favorite. Kansas, the bottom feeder in the conference. But still, that's your conference opener. Yeah, big game. And Pitt, we saw uh, they get to play Tennessee, and they host them at home next week. So, like, when you get a game like this, I know it's early in the season, but how much energy – and effort you've yeah. put into this game. Just, you you will see, I think, on the initial moves when these openers come out on Sunday, you will see, I think, Pitt get bet against and maybe even West Virginia get bet against a little bit, despite the fact that it's Kansas. Well, think about how emotional this rivalry is. We all saw Keaton Slovis' video a couple days ago at the pep rally saying mm-hmm. those things about West Virginia, the colorful comments mm-hmm. is what will cause them. And the opener, the, the opener is always a game that you put so much effort yes. into dating all the way back to yes. spring ball to where if you lose it or even just if it's a physical game yeah. that requires a lot of energy, that second game you always see a little bit of a letdown, at least early on. So like yeah. you mentioned, could be good to jump on those other teams or maybe even first half if you want to play Tennessee first half against Pitt. So for what Keaton Slovis said about West Virginia, I'm guessing the <laughs> West Virginia GOP will not be running Keaton Slovis no. against Joe Manchin. <laughs> no, nope. I, I do, not, do not anticipate that. No. And, and if you haven't Unless seen the video, you want to get beat because that's what's going to happen <laughs> after what he said. If you haven't seen the video, go look it up on Twitter there. Keaton Slovis pep rally talking about West Virginia. I'm not going to say what he said 
because uh, I might lose my job if I did. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to not do that here on a Thursday night. But some good games going on. West Virginia Pitt, like we mentioned, 34 seconds left to go in that game. Penn State-Purdue, Nittany Lions just forced the Boilermakers to punt. So right now, Penn State getting two and a half yeah. on the live number. That total sitting at 57 and a half. It's 24-21, 12-02 left to go in the fourth. You know, I got to say, and I hope we, we, you know, we can suck out on the river here, but Penn State's really only made one big play in yeah. this game, and that was the one at the end of the half where they capitalized on the fumble. They've been unimpressive. You look at this running game, and I know sacks are included, but Singleton, 10 carries, 31 yards. Allen, 7 carries, 23 yards. Kayvon Lee, 7 for 17. Parker Washington, the receiver, 1 carry, 4 yards. Sean Clifford, 4 carries, 2 yards. That includes sack yardages, but Penn State, has recruited well at running back. James Franklin has continued to recruit well there. I think if they take this loss, and you never want to overreact to one week because mm-hmm. obviously, you know, you can turn it around. You lose in week one, you can rip off eight in a row, and then a lot of it's forgotten. But there's got to be some questions because this Penn State team, by the way, who I was high on, I'll admit that. I thought that they were going to be a lot better than the market did this year, and they still might, but. They're 11 and 11 in their last 22 games. And I'm not talking ATS. I'm talking straight up. That's not good enough in state college. Yeah. Right now, they're on their own 45 with a new set of downs. So they have a chance to move this ball down the field. We'll see what Sean Clifford can do. He's got plenty of time. Just. He's going to air it out deep, but there's going to be nobody home. But this situation, though, and I wanted to ask you about this just from an overall perspective when we're talking about college football. Because right now, and there's still plenty of time to go here, but right now it's setting up to where mm-hmm. the dog is likely to win if the dog covers. Yes. So where Purdue, right now they lead it by three. Now if they keep trading back touchdowns back and forth, Purdue, in order to cover, will have to win the game. Mm-hmm. So with spreads like three, three and a half, sometimes yes. even four, do you almost elect to just take the dog on the money line price versus taking the points? Well, I, I think you could split it half and half. You can do a little, I always say, sprinkle, sprinkle a little on that money line. You don't necessarily just have to take the money line. I'm always usually going to take the points and then maybe do whatever percent, depending on the size of the underdog. You know, obviously, if it's just like a three and a, three and a half or a four-point underdog, then I'll probably have more than like 20%. But usually my rule is kind of like 20%. Like it's like, okay, you're taking a two-touchdown dog. You know, let's say you're like a $100 player. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll just use that as an example for an easy, increment. Easy denomination. Yeah, yeah. Use, <laughs> use 20 bucks. You know, put 20 or 25 bucks on the money line. You know, and that's the way you earn at the end of the season. Those little points, those little extra dollars can make a difference between a winning and a losing season. However, uh, early on in the season, though, when there's a little bit more uncertainty, because we're not 100% sure on how good these teams are, are you more inclined to play that money line price versus just taking the points? Yeah, I, I think. Well, I, I would usually split it You'd up. And split? Uh, okay. by the way, we got to delay this or table this discussion. I believe West Virginia on a fourth and 16 makes a miracle catch, and we have a first, first down. down. By the way, West Virginia does have one timeout, 22 seconds left to go. I, I don't know if he caught that, but the, but if West the Virginia ball. snaps the <laughs> ball. Oh, the refs now, are saying no. See, see got, they, never, they never get to the ball on time. No. You know, and that's the difference between, and I love college football and we love NFL too, but you know, I'm a college football guy. That's the one thing that's the difference between college and NFL. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady had them up there like that. Oh, man, that's, I think that hit the ground. Yeah. I think that might have hit the ground. At least the ball moves there. 
And so it's tough. Yeah, to, and that's the oh, game too. Yeah, if he that's doesn't catch that because that was fourth that and sixteen. Game. That would be I the do game. not think that is going to be a catch, and I think Pitt is going to win their opener. But you're going to cover the number. But now in JT Daniels' defense, with the game being played in Pitt, I don't think they were to let him snap that football. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> absolutely not. They, they could have been like but, Peyton but, but, Manning. But, but there is a difference because but, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and Rodgers and those guys, they're like, boom. They would have. They could have snapped the ball. The whistle would have I mean, they're and yelling said, at yeah. the linemen, get your fat butts up there. Sprint, damn it. Sprint. This looks like it's going to be a heartbreaking loss here for West Virginia as they had a touchdown lead in the fourth quarter. Things turned on them. That pick six mm -hmm. ends up being the decisive score in this game. And what our TV is showing us, it looks like it's an incomplete pass, which means a victory for the 17th-ranked Pitt Panthers yeah. surviving in this backyard brawl. And we'll see if uh, we will get a victory for the Penn State Nittany Lions. They at least are in better position now with Bang! the lead. Uh, Sean Clifford to Keandre Lambert-Smith for 29 yards up the middle for a touchdown. So 28 to 24. I'm waiting to see. Do you have a Do you have a price there? I Femi? do. Penn State laying three and a half total, 61 and a half. Yeah, and I'm guessing is that three and a half juiced? Juice to minus 175. Minus 175. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing, too. So, it is uh, heavily juiced. Yeah, we still got about uh, 10 and a half minutes to go up there in Ross Aid. Meanwhile, elsewhere in the Big Ten, mm -hmm. Minnesota has tacked on another touchdown here in the second half. 31 to nothing. Six minutes left to go in the third quarter. Gophers minus 43 and a half. 46 and a half on the total. <laughs> so I guess they're thinking New Mexico State might put a three up there. I'm telling you, they have 54 total yards of yeah. offense. New Mexico State here, and we're with five minutes left to go in the third, and I believe they officially ruled it Yeah, incomplete. it is incomplete, and that was fourth down. Pitt so Panthers uh, win. Pittsburgh Panthers, all they got to do is take a knee. West Virginia, only one timeout left. All Pitt has to do, yep, they just got to take the knee. However, West Virginia, what do they say? Good teams win, great teams cover. Mm -hmm. West Virginia on tonight. They did. A great team. And also, they didn't win outright, so I don't have to sing Country Road. So <laughs> <laughs> we're all good there. And I think the viewers are the ultimate winners we there. We Knowing appreciate that. We've got a long season. We will do a John Denver at some point on this program. But it's a winner. First college football winner of the year there, getting that one, West Virginia plus seven and a half. All right, we'll continue the discussion on the other side. This is VEASAN Live Bet tonight. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. 
you'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's football season, and bettors know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VEASAN, and now's the time to become a VEASAN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro guides. Only VEASAN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons, and our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up early, and for a discount of $175, you'll receive both guides and full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl, or for just $40 a month, and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. We're hanging out here at the Circle Resort and Casino. We have gone final over at the old Heinz Field there in Pittsburgh where the Pitt Panthers defeat the West Virginia Mountaineers 38-31. to It's a winner for me, taking the eight mm-hmm. points there with West Virginia, but Pitt able to survive that game there. That line closed 7.5, and, and the total closed around 50, even 49.5 in some places. They're flying over that number. So congratulations to all those who bet the over and those like me, like West Virginia. Acrisure Stadium, by the way, just to be official. Just to be official. I'll tell you who else is official, and he's officially going to help us out with some NFL here. We're bringing on our buddy Eric Eager over at Pro Football Focus, does research and development over there at PFF, also the host of the PFF Forecast. Eric, we appreciate the time this evening. Earlier in the show, Wes and I were talking about the emphasis placed on illegal contact and how that might affect some of these totals. Do you think that early on in the season, we might need to be betting some of these overs. I think so, if only because you are not seeing very high totals in the in many of these games, right? Like if you look at, you know, opening night, sure, that's a high total. But you look at, you know, Saints, Falcons, Ravens, Jets, Steelers, Bengals, uh, you know, Jaguars, Commanders, you know, Colts, Tex- you know, Texans, Cleveland, Carolina, San Francisco, Chicago. Um, New York, Tennessee, 
all of those, and, and then Denver, Seattle on opening, uh, the opening Monday night, all those totals are under 46 points, right? Like, so that is, there's just, a, there's a, some games that are the halves, you know, uh, you know, Tampa Bay, Dallas, uh, Buffalo, LA, uh, Kansas City, Arizona that are going to be totals in the 50s, but for the most part, you're looking at games that have totals in the 40s and in some cases low 40s. And in, in those cases, you know, one or two possessions might be the difference uh, in, in terms of uh, whether that you know game gets over that total or not. And we've seen emphases, emphases at the beginning of seasons cause overs more often than they cause unders. And Eric, uh, looking at what we see, putting Denver, Seattle aside for Monday night, September 12th, Buffalo, L.A., you mentioned 53 in the total. Tampa Bay and Dallas is still at 50. Uh, Chargers in Kansas City, the second week Thursday night game, I'm seeing as high as 54 at a couple shops in the market. Uh, Raiders, Chargers in that late afternoon week one window, 52. So we know that betters like to bet the overs in the primetime games. Primetime games are going to have more of a handle than your boilerplate 1 o'clock Eastern Sunday afternoon game. But with, with these rules, even though we know that these numbers are probably inflated and that the betters are going to inflate them a little bit more, are you still a little bit averse to go ahead and play in these games under, even though they seem to have value from a number standpoint? Yeah, I think, I mean, the sharp betters are the ones that move the market. So, like, it's not, you know, it, it isn't one of those things where, like, hey, for these, for these totals, wait until right before kickoff because you might see them, you know, be as high as they're ever going to be. They're, you know, generally speaking, like, you know, those numbers will move down if the Sharps like the under. They'll move up if the Sharps like the over. Um, but I do think for, for games where the narratives are sort of pushing, uh, you know, people to actually make those bets, say Buffalo, L.A., where you're Tredavious White, uh, you know, you're seeing an injury there. Um, or, you know, one like Arizona, Kansas City, where people watch the Chiefs' offense and the Cardinals' defense in the preseason and think uh, no one's stopping anybody in that game. Uh, you might want to wait all the way until kickoff and, and then go ahead and bet under if you like under or just stay off the game. We're speaking with Eric Eager over at Pro Football Focus, talking all things NFL. Eric, earlier this morning we saw Russell Wilson ink the big five-year extension with the Denver Broncos, $245 million, upwards of $160-plus million guaranteed here. To me, in the AFC West, it almost feels like Denver is kind of the forgotten team because you have Kansas City. They've won the division six straight years. You have the Chargers, who everybody loves. Raiders might be a long shot. Not a whole lot of talk about this Denver team. How do you think this Nathaniel Hackett-Russell Wilson relationship will work out? And what do you think about this win total sitting at 10.5? Or 10, rather. Yeah, they have the easiest schedule in the division. Everybody in the division has a top of the you know top half of the league schedule, except for uh, except for them because you know they're about 17th. They finished last place last year. Um, that that's a big deal. Um, but yeah, early on when you know the market's open, the Chiefs were the favorite. Um, you know, Denver was the second favorite because of that, uh, and the Chargers were the third favorite. People have bet into the Chargers all the way down to uh, you know the fact that they're no longer going to be the favorite, you know, the second favorite in there. Um, and, and frankly, I think, uh, you know, it's going to be, um, you know, the value to have in that, in that division. Um, Purdue running back this interception, by the way, has to be a little bit. Plus. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we yeah. yeah. We were, we were got to update that. <laughs> Unfortunate. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, so I, early on people believe because the schedule and because the roster besides the quarterback and the addition of Russell Wilson, that they were the second favorite. Um, but people bet into Los Angeles because they seem to always do every year. That has left, in, in my opinion, a little bit of a value on the Denver Broncos. Be that as it may, I do think um, you know, with, with 
Hackett and LaFleur took over the Packers, it took a little bit of time um, before uh, Rodgers became the MVP. It took a full year. Um, now, the Packers still won 13 games despite their defense offensive deficiencies that year. So it might not even matter, but that is something to take into consideration that the Hackett learning curve almost always takes about a year for, the, for even the most elite quarterbacks to start trusting that offense. So, Eric, let me follow up on that because Denver, one of the multitude of road favorites we are seeing in week one, I believe 10 of the 16 games do have road favorites. Starting to see six and a half. Maybe you'll see some buyback if that gets a seven on Seattle. You were talking about that Hackett learning curve. Looking at all of these road favorites, and of course, everybody's going to you know, be getting contest picks and bets in and then survivor picks. With these 10 road favorites, uh, somebody we know is going to lose and probably even a multitude of these road favorites. Uh, which one kind of standing out to you? Man, it, it's hard to say this because uh, I don't – I'll, I'll take bigger favorites here. Um, I think the Colts, you know, they lost to the Jags in week one of, of, of 20, and then the Jags never won again. Um, <laughs> the Texans are horrid, but – like they have some pieces and they're never going to be worse. They're never going to be better than they are in week one, I would say. So that might be the one where Matt Ryan comes out and he's completely washed. Yeah. That, that, I hope that's not the case. Cause I have some Colts futures on the AFC South end to win the division here. Eric, we're a week away from bills Rams opening night there. The week one season coming up here pretty soon. Is there a favorite week one bet that you have on the board right now at the current prices, a bet that you think this still has some value left? Yeah, I think it's the Las Vegas Raiders plus the three and a half against the Chargers. I just, you know, the Chargers are who they are. Um, the, additionally, right, that number was three in week 18 last year. Now that was played in Vegas. However, um, you know, the, the Raiders played in Los Angeles from, I believe, 1982 or 83 until 1994. There's a lot of, there's probably more Raiders fans in LA than there are Chargers fans in LA. And so I don't <laughs> think they're going to have a home field advantage. And, and I think the Raiders, are a weak team in weak link systems, but they're never going to be stronger than they are now, right? You get one or two injuries to their offensive line or their cornerback depth or something like that, they're going to be bad, but they're healthy now. So this is the one time I think, I'm not high on the Raiders during the season, but I think this is the one time to back Vegas uh, getting more than the, the full three points in opening night. Yeah, the Vegas. That I, I like that side there because uh, if anything, you might even be able to give Raiders home field advantage in that game, giving them a little bit of a positive bump with the uh, SoCal fans being in favor of the Raiders. Eric, we got about a minute left here. We don't talk a ton about the Super Bowl futures anymore. It feels like is there a Super Bowl futures bet that you would make today that you think has a little bit of value? Uh, right now, I I would look at the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, mm. They're they're never you know right now. They have an easy schedule to start. They have a hard schedule to finish. If you think that they're good enough to finish well, um, you're probably getting the best number for a while right now at 22 or so to one. Uh, I think that they have the goods. And like I said, early in the season, their schedule is really easy. Uh, and if they can, and to win the Super Bowl, you have to win the war of attrition, right? So yeah. um, if they can win the war of attrition in the second half of the year, they might be better off in, their, in terms of their schedule um, than a previous believe. Because right now, that schedule in the second half is really tough. You can get the Cincinnati Bengals 22-1 to over at DraftKings to win the Super Bowl. They were about 30 seconds away from doing it just last year against the L.A. Rams. He is Eric Eager of Research and Development over at PFF, also the host of the PFF Forecast podcast. Get that wherever you get your podcasts. Eric, we appreciate the time as always, and talk soon, man. Thanks for having me on, guys. Take care. Thank you, Eric. 
boy. Turn yeah. of events out in West Lafayette. Yeah, Sean Clifford, by the way, uh, throws an interception. It is Chris Jefferson, and it is not the pick six. It's the puke six. Uh, Chris Jefferson <laughs> runs it back 72 <laughs> yards, a house call, and then proceeds to go to the sideline and uh, and goes ahead and, uh, and gacks it. By the way, that was the first yeah. pick six of Sean Clifford's career at Penn State. Had the kid wide open, overthrew him. And the, the Purdue kid pukes. That's what I wanted to do when I saw him running down yeah. the field there. Uh, but unfortunately, hey, now Purdue's up by well, three. We got Clifford, eight and a half minutes, it. and we might be yakking. Save it, Clifford. All right, VEASAN Live Bet tonight continues on the other side. This is VEASAN Live Bet tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Boy, I might need that drink responsibly plastered somewhere mm-hmm. after the show if Purdue ends up winning this football game. Femi Bebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. We're hanging out here. This is VEASAN Live Bet tonight. Right now, the Boilermakers facing a third and 10 on their own 31. Mm-hmm. So if Penn State can maybe get a stop, yeah. they can correct the Sean Clifford pick six that gave the lead back to Purdue. Yeah, uh, not much of a pass rush there. And they don't uh, get a stop. Yeah, course. they only sent they only sent three and and didn't get any pressure. O'Connell completes for a first down. So under sixty six and a half minus one fifty five is what I'm seeing. I'm not seeing anything on the side. But uh, look, uh, that was that was just a, a bad interception by Clifford. Uh, and uh, you know, Penn State. Gosh. James Franklin, you're going to have to start asking questions, I think, if they lose this game. Because uh-huh. I know the recruiting classes are ranked, but you don't see it on the field. These guys are not developing at all. Sean Clifford's development may be a little bit stifled because he's had like three different or four different offensive coordinators since he's been there in state college. So, you know, haven't always switched. You just don't get that continuity. And uh, Penn State uh, trying to get home, I think that's going to be – that might be a defensive holding uh, there. And Penn, Penn State's had plenty of penalties. They, it's, it's just, they haven't been able to cover. This This team, for the talent they had, stinks. Yes. And, I, you know, I don't know any better way to put it or more eloquently to put it, but – uh, this team should be a lot better when you look on paper because uh, on paper they should be very good, but you don't see it on the field, and that's on the coach. Well, they That's on James Franklin. It's hard when you can't run the football in a yeah. conference game. Right now, Penn State, they have 31 rush attempts, 2.9 rushing yards, so they've only ran for 90 yards in the game. 31 yeah. attempts, 90 yards. That, that is very that, that's, inefficient. That, that's terrible. You got and, awful. and you have four star, at least four-star running backs, you know, running backs that should be good players in the Big Ten, but that offensive line just that it it, it hasn't developed. I mean, this is a, a program oh, that's put numerous offensive linemen in the NFL for forever, yeah. basically there in running State backs College. Yes. In the NFL. And know? and the fact that they can't run the ball, uh, Sean Sean Clifford, I mean just not having much of a chance. Uh, that is incomplete, though. So uh, Penn State, okay, that's going to be second down. Because okay, last time they had third and ten, they allowed Purdue. Purdue was only three of eleven on third down at that point. But you just look at some of the numbers: three eighty-one for Purdue, three twenty-six uh, for Penn State. The turnover battle now even 
Penn State's one real big play was that last one in the first half where they went up 21-10, and you just thought, okay, the momentum was going to switch, even though I went on Purdue in the second half, you know, but I was trying to middle, obviously, and not necessarily hedge and take some juice losses. Yeah, and let's remember, Penn State had the football up 28-24. to Now Purdue has the football up 31 to 28. Now there's a flag on the play. I don't know if it's holding or what. Yeah, and these guys, and 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 the receiver bounces off like three tacklers. It's like they didn't, that that's bad fundamental football. When, when you don't play the whistle, it's like they hear a whistle or see a flag, a personal foul, but that is going to be a chop block. So it is going back on, on Purdue, but still. That's bad football, yeah. and that's bad coaching. And I hate to pick on James Franklin, but it's no, like – there's no hate to pick on him. He's been there too long yeah. for this to continue. You, you've, you've been a veteran coach there for long. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like what's you, going you on? don't teach these guys, hey, fellas, play to the whistle. You know, you know, don't, don't give up just because the whistle or you see a flag. Because if that is not thrown, that's a big gain, and that's another first down. Now it's second and 25. And this is what I was saying also about Purdue – you know, because they're having to throw all the time. They're not running the ball. And I've mentioned no. Purdue has not run the ball well for damn near 20 years up in West Lafayette. <laughs> I mean, they really have not, probably since Mike Allstott. They just don't run the ball consistently enough. So you're seeing why they're having to throw, throw, throw. Aiden O'Connell's already thrown 45 passes. Purdue's only run the ball 20 times a night. Yeah. Well, second and 25, hopefully they can get a stop here and get off of the field. Oh, almost an interception. That was uh, – he had a hand on it. He had a mitt on it. Almost got it, So uh, five minutes left to go, by the way, in the fourth quarter. Our buddy uh, Eric Eager over at Pro Football Focus said he's sweating an Aiden O'Connell under on his interceptions, I believe, Mm -hmm. under under half an interception. Yeah, that was was almost the over there. Number nine (laughs) at least did have a mitt on it. Those two guys were battling, knocked it away, though, probably a pretty good play because the receiver had a – that was a 50-50 ball, what they say there. So – Third in a, a, a long way for Purdue. As Jesse Palmer calls it, third, third in California. California. I was trying third to say, uh, what can I say for Indiana? It's about, it seems like about uh, third and uh, third driving, up, uh, driving up I, or driving up uh, I-65 from Lafayette to Indianapolis. So uh, O'Connell probably, and I think there's a flag, that might be a procedure. So that's yeah, going to be third and 30. Uh, drive is ugly for get Purdue. Get updated on the other Big Ten game, too. Yes. Uh, not much to update, though. Minnesota, 38 to nothing. 13 minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. I'm going to update those stats. But this is what we said, though, because New Mexico State, we talked about maybe taking them live because yeah. right now they have 48 total yards yeah. through three quarters They're still of play. within the number. I think it would close 16 and a half, but uh, nevertheless, half. Yes. yeah, 48 total yards, by the way. New Mexico State, two of seven passing for 10 yards, 17 carries for 38 yards, of course, uh, uh, they've converted they I'm looking at the time of possession too I know that's an overrated stat mm-hmm. now and all the metrics guys will tell you that Minnesota's had the ball for 35 minutes and 32 seconds New Mexico State has had it for nine minutes and 21 seconds oh man that was almost and another that interception was almost man. a pick and he had room to run too he, he did got that, he that was going to be a run. house call if he would have grabbed that but uh yeah, okay. so uh, let me update that Minnesota we're getting, line. We're getting sweaty now. Minus, I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? It's off the board. Minus 44 and a half, minus okay. 155 at BetMGM, yeah, 47 and a half on the total. So uh, that game is all but over. A couple of West Coast games. These are F- FCS versus FBS. Arizona State up 24 to 3 on Northern Arizona. That game is at halftime, I believe, uh, nine and a half, the second half line. But how about the game that you highlighted with the pro tip, though? San Jose State, Portland State. Right now, San Jose State leads mm-hmm. at 14 7. A lot of football left to be played here, but 
Portland State, the Vikings hanging tough. Yeah, they are. And mm-hmm. and we mentioned look, sharp sides and sharp handicappers mm-hmm. on both sides of that game. So that was our pro tip earlier where we were talking about, hey, don't assume it's a sharp side or a square side, public side, professional side. <clears throat> Pros will disagree with each other, and the quote-unquote sharps will disagree with each other at different numbers. 72-yard pick six. All right, Wes, moment of truth here. 4.50 to go in the fourth quarter. Penn State – Plus 135 on the money line. They trail by three. Mm-hmm. Purdue's minus 160. What would you recommend? Uh, my gut, uh, number one, I'm not betting anything here, mm-hmm. so don't necessarily follow my lead, but I'm going to say Penn State's going to get a score here. I think so. A touchdown or a field I, goal? I, I think it's going to be at least a field goal, but eesh, yeah. Now, <laughs> now I'm saying it's more like a field goal for a touchdown, looking at that absolutely poor protection Went right back on the right side. It's almost an intentional grounding there from Clifford. I don't think it was. I think he had a guy in the area. Yeah, but he's, he's going to get relief there. But They're on the road, so they might just call something else yeah, this, against him. This Penn State offensive line, wow. It's tough, man. Yeah, it's tough. tough. It's tough there. Oh, one game we haven't updated either. I know we, uh, you know, with all this going on, Missouri's about to finish off Louisiana Tech 52 to 17. I think there's 121 left to go. Mizzou laid 20, 20 and a half easy cover. Yep. This did get steamed to the over. I think it closed 62 and a half. Uh, if you followed the steam, you get home, though, 69 already on the board in Columbia. Nice. Minnesota, though, it's under on the 52 and a half right now is where it's trending right now, but you never know if the Golden Gophers can get a couple of touchdowns. A I, big second down here for Yeah, I, I think Minnesota is going to continue to run the ball and just uh, go ahead and run that clock out. Now it's going to be third and 10 as that ball batted down by uh, from uh, Sean Clifford. Oof. Yeah, Penn State, man, it, it, this is going to be a bad loss mm-hmm. if they lose this game here. Now there's 441 left to go, still plenty of time. But from a live perspective, there's nothing that I would recommend just because I just cannot get there with this team based on what I've seen so far. I laid the three and a half. I mean, we were looking good until we weren't looking good in this game. But And if you ask me, I would probably bet it again. Like, if, if you mm-hmm. had a chance to do it, would you bet Penn State money line again? I, would, <laughs> I said no. No, I don't want to be a prisoner in the moment yeah. because, look, I thought that this team was going to be better. And, you know, sometimes you're going to be wrong. And... They're going to avoid an interception. Dude, I think Penn, with with three timeouts, you know, they have to punt the football. He's rattled. They abs- I, I think they do have to punt. I know they're deep in their own territory, but. Where you are know, they at? On the 30-something? Yeah, they're on, uh, I believe, their own uh, 27-yard line. I think they're going to send the punt team out. And- I, they're probably going to. I think they're on their own 28. Yeah. And if you don't get it here, the game's probably over. But mm-hmm. do you have faith in their defense to get the ball back? And that's probably Pass interference. Well, they did have him. They did have him in third and long a couple times there. So, but but that was Purdue self-inflicted wounds. Yeah. Well. Well. And one thing we know too is that Purdue can't run the ball. That is true. That is true. That's a good point. That's a great. So I don't think Penn State. You know, they get a stop on first down. Purdue is even throwing on first down, even when they're trying to run the clock. So this is where you get a team that has not proven that they can run the ball consistently. Now they have to run the ball yeah. in order to bleed the clock. That is, that is a great point because now, yeah, Purdue's in this situation to where they're going to have to run some clock, and we'll see if they're able to do that. Penn State right now at last check was plus 210. We'll see when this number gets back on the board and get you updated with that live number because mm-hmm. if Purdue's unable to run the clock up, maybe with an extra chance, Penn State can right the wrong as Drew Brees is in attendance for this game, his old Boilermakers there Watching it out in West Lafayette. All right, stick with us. We wrap up the show on the other side. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. 
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIM, the sports betting network. Pocket Cash with popular picks. Join Levi's 501 Pop Culture Pools for free and answer questions for a shot and a share of $10,000 in total cash prize. Head to DraftKings.com slash Levi's now to get in on the action. Levi's buy better, wear longer. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome back. This is the final segment of VEASAN Live Bet tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. We're hanging out here at the mm-hmm. Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Coming up at the top of the hour, the Greg Peterson experience with none other than Greg Peterson. He will take over the throne and round out the West Coast college football action. But rounding down into 
finality. Yes. In West Lafayette. Purdue leads Penn State 31 to 28, 250 to go. And Nittany Lions need to stop here on this series of downs or this game is over. Yeah, absolutely. Penn State's already taken their first time out, second and seven. Purdue at about their own 45, so just basically needing one more first down, and they can go ahead and salt that away. And uh, a game that has long been salted away is up in Minnesota, 38. And did he catch that? Penn State had three guys with a crack to that ball. Aiden O'Connell throws up an absolute prayer, and it's caught. Yeah, that that to, to Payne is. Durham and Payne Durham has been a, a man child tonight. For He's been Purdue. good. He's made some big catches. He but, has uh, been good. The quick score update: Minnesota did intercept New Mexico State in the end zone. Still thirty-eight to nothing. Oh, that's a movement. Well, that's a movement. I'm saying it's incomplete. Yeah, I'm not biased or anything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You call it straight <laughs> down the middle, like Bill Alfonso, the referee in ECW. Our producer Aaron Nostro appreciate it. He calls it right down the middle. You get the thumbs up from Aaron. The, the thumb of yes, approval. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and I, that Minnesota. I'll finish that update. Thirty-eight to nothing. This New Mexico State team, by the way, outplayed Nevada on Saturday. Didn't did or didn't cover, depending on your number. And that's why you've seen what's a big steamer. And I, I didn't even get the best number, but I got three and a half on Texas State. They're playing at at UNR this weekend. Texas State now the favorite. I think you're going to see more movement, even with that big of a line flip, because that opened like four and a half, five, at least you know when it reopened for Week One. That Nevada team is awful. And New Mexico State, I'll play them. Look what happened in New Mexico, Mexico State, State tonight. Yeah. I think uh, I, I don't know if they're over 100 yards. Uh, I, they're at 92, so oh. they're close. They actually had a decent drive there. I think Minnesota's probably got about their fourth or fifth team, though. In on We're defense. nearing the century mark here and, for the New Mexico and, and, and State. And spre- that spread, by the way, is still in jeopardy. Uh, Minnesota's is. only up 38. They were laying 36, 36 and a half on the close. Yeah, and the total was 52 and a half consensus and over at DraftKings. So this game... Still 10 minutes left to be played here, but Minnesota's pretty much in cruise control. New Mexico yeah. State, like we mentioned, couldn't get a first down to save they, their lives. They may this, overturn this. We will give you an update uh, if, in fact, that they do I, overturn I, this. I think it hit the ground. And, and I'm not just saying that because I'm somebody who laid yeah. three and a half with Penn State. It's, it's going to be incomplete. I think it, I think it hit it's the incomplete. Ground. But Penn State, at last check, at last time the, the number was on the board here, they were plus four twenty mm-hmm. when Purdue took over the ball here. So now we're going to get an yeah. It's going to be it's review. going to be incomplete. Two timeouts left. Going to be third there down. Two thirty six left to go. More importantly, that stops the clock. Yeah, from being incomplete. So Penn State doesn't have to use and, one of those. And timeouts. Purdue, by the way, they're not going to run the ball. They're going to try to throw for it. I guess why wouldn't you, Aiden? Go, Connell. He's thrown. They'll throw until your arm falls off. And that was this that that's going all the way back to the Tiller days. You know, seeing Drew Brees there on the sideline watching yeah. his alma mater. There'd be times he used to throw it 60, 65 times a night. So I expect Aiden O'Connell to have pass attempt number 51. Yeah, but Breeze didn't do that against the Washington Huskies in the Rose Bowl, though. No. Didn't no, happen. he did not. Didn't happen that day. <laughs> didn't ha- Sorry, I just had to throw that out there because that was the last time I No, any shot you can take at Purdue, I'm always <laughs> yeah. accepting of that. Yeah, exactly. You're an IU guy, and your Indiana Hoosiers will Speaking be taking that, on Illinois tomorrow night. That the Hoosiers right now laying one and a half. The market's liking this Illinois team. And is, is that you think that's a little bit of an overreaction? I to do. What we saw week zero. I do a little bit. And look, I don't know what to make of Indiana because Indiana's had their practices closed, hasn't really shown a lot. Looks like it is going to be Connor Bozalak that is going to be the starting quarterback, the Missouri transfer. So they haven't really done much because if you look, they overachieved in that 2020 season, that COVID-shortened season where they got in the top 10 in the country, won at Wisconsin, hmm. beat Penn State, beat Michigan that year. But then last year, it really, you know, the bottom fell out, and they were 2-10. and uh, two and 10. 
And that ball incomplete. is it. That ball's incomplete. What Penn a play. Penn State's going to get one more crack at it. Two timeouts oh. left. A little Make under your name, Sean Clifford. Yes, absolutely. Make this, your name. This is your time. This is where you prove, hey, James Franklin was right to run off Will Levis down to Kentucky. Exactly. Because I'm getting the tweets about that. This guy chose to run Will Levis off. So uh, <laughs> this is your chance to approve yourself or approve your coach right, Sean Clifford. But anyway, back to Illinois and Indiana. I told you, I said the other night, when we remember we talked about that trend. I think it's 13 and 3, if I recall, since 05. Conference opponents where you have the conference opponent that did not play week zero against the one that did. And that conference team is 13 and 3, the one that didn't have a game. And in this case, that is going to be Indiana. And I said, you look, the market's going to ignore that. The market's going to come in on Illinois because here's why. They crushed Wyoming last week, even though it was a slow start. They beat them, I think, 38-6. to six. The line opened like 9 and ended up closing around 14. And Illinois still got there very easily. And they did it largely with the running game. And I think Brett Bielema and Barry Looney, who was with him at Arkansas as an offensive coordinator, they want to run the ball. I don't think that they showed certain things in the passing game now can Tommy DeVito deliver you know that was the line in uh, Jersey Boys of course Tommy DeVito <laughs> one of the four seasons with Frankie Valley goes Tommy DeVito delivers that was a line in that <laughs> musical if you've ever seen that well, hopefully but, Sean Clifford delivers yes exactly he, he needs to deliver and immediately he needs to deliver like the mailman but you know DeVito he's a guy that you know really has never really scared you in the passing game if you watched him at Syracuse for, for three years Never really did much. Now, part of that was his offensive line got him beat the hell out of pretty much for his entire time up there in Western New York. But, yeah, I I'm going to probably end up laying IU small with the one line because I haven't seen a soul on Indiana. This has been all Illinois one-way traffic. I was going to say I wouldn't be surprised at this close pick. It's all the way down to one in certain markets. Okay. So you think this is – you think it eventually keeps going to pick, and then I think point. it could because I do you just think pick is the bottom of the floor. I, I do. Okay. I, I, I because I think Indiana. There's just a lot of unknowns with this team. I don't think Illinois is that much more talented. I just think Indiana had such a terrible season last year that the market is really down on them. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And, that, and that happens at times. And everybody sees Illinois cover with ease against Wyoming, so that can kind of play into things here as Penn State picks up a first little down. bubble screen the there and uh, they do get a first down 156 two timeouts by the way Anything for the Anything else Lions. for you in the rest of tomorrow's Friday night college football slate? Uh was looking a little bit if I can get the 7 and I may even you know maybe I'll buy it up. I usually don't like to buy points and half points in college. Mm -hmm. I think in pro it has a little bit more value but Steam has come on Old Dominion, and we had uh, Colin Wilson on last night, and he talks about the fact that these are former, speaking of Penn State, two former James Franklin coordinators. Brett Pry was with them as the D.C. He now takes over in Blacksburg for Virginia Tech. And then Old Dominion, Ricky Rain, was an, off, was an offensive coordinator up there, yet another offensive coordinator that Sean Clifford had to work with. He had to work with about 15 of them, it seemed like. Penn State, by the way, in Purdue oh, yeah. territory. Oh, yeah. And we've got oh, yeah. some movement uh, down to the 25-yard line. By the way, <laughs> 123 left to go. Let's Still go. Two, two timeouts. We'd prefer the touchdown. But look, a three gets you in overtime at Ross-Aid. We only know three. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, but I'm almost like the beggars can't be choosers, Femi, because yeah. I've been doing this a long time, man. I'm, 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 I'm cynical. I always prepare for the worst. I wish I was more of an optimist. Like, hey, we're going to get seven here. Exactly. I'm like, because okay, I'm always thinking, how can we not, how can we lose <laughs> instead of how can we win? 
And Purdue's given up the flat here, and running back needs to get make out of a bounds, move. Buddy. Get out of bounds, buddy. Get out of bounds. I think they're going to give him out of bounds. But, yeah, Purdue's giving him the flat here because that's what Penn State has basically been doing in terms of moving it down the field. Uh, so they're bending. We'll see if the Boilers are going to break now. One fourteen left to go, second and five. Still two timeouts for the Nittany Lions. But, but before we run out of time here, Wes, I wanted to get to your pro tip here with Major League Baseball. Now that we're in the month of September, mm -hmm. what is it that changes that you think might also be actual? Well, and I'll have another one tomorrow, but September 1st, this was the first day that they could do call-ups now, and now you mm -hmm. get the roster to 28, so you add two call-ups. You're limited to 14 pitchers, but this is where you want to look at your personnel. KYP, know your personnel. And this is where you're going to want to look and see who's adding what, especially if you can add like a bullpen arm or oh, something like go! that. Throw them up. Buddy, let's Throw go. Them up. Yeah, buddy. Throw them up. Kayvon Lee well, on the flat pass with a That's touchdown. That's what we're talking about, Sean Clifford. Make your name. And a big extra point for Mr. Abebefe. Very big uh, extra also, point. Also Mr. Reynolds, by the way. <laughs> Maybe a little bigger for you. But. Very big extra point here. We know what happened last night with the missed free throw in the Aces mm -hmm. and Storm game. We need the extra point yeah. to get to get in the four here, but but uh, but, that, but you want to claim the pro tip. Yeah, the pro tip is basically because you have the call ups now. Know your personnel and know yep. who's getting called up, especially if those are those relievers. You know those back end relievers. Look, you could find their stats at like a fan graphs or someplace like that. So. Obviously, know what you're getting in terms of these call-ups. Some of these young teams that are out of it, they're going to call up maybe a future star that can make the roster next year, and then some of them, bullpen help. And that was our pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show, so that means at least 20 pro tips every day. They're all available for VEASAN pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. Penn State leads by four. We're closing the show out. Thank you to Eric Eager. Thank you to Nick Whalen. For Wes Reynolds, Femi Bebefe, our producer Aaron Oster, and the entire crew here at Circle, wishing you all the best of luck. Coming up next, Greg Peterson Experience here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Regular season football is just around the corner. The VEASAN team has been prepping all summer for this. Whether you're betting on futures, looking for contest strategy, or building your own power ratings, VEASAN has everything you need. Get all the latest from our lineup of experts, NFL veteran experts, NFL veteran experts, NFL veteran experts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, 
and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.